This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan right now. Brought to you by Ford and your North Texas Ford dealers. Ford is the best in Texas. Let's talk with our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola. Good morning, sir. Take two. Yes. Now we got it. Now we got it. Now, I know there's a lot to talk about, but I just want to go over this one more time, even though it feels like we might have to do this next year and the year after that. Can you give any logical reason as to why Darren Woodson, who is now a semifinalist for the <laughs> Hall of Fame once again, is not in the Hall of Fame? You know, I was thinking about that as I was driving in today, and I said, gosh, I just hope I'm not out of gas on this topic. This is like the eighth, ninth time yeah. he's made it to the top 25, and it's like, I was trying to remember. So his last full season would have been 2003, four. Yeah. Well, pretty soon he's a senior guy, right? Yeah. And he'll go in the first year he's eligible. But it's the most ridiculous thing I think I've ever seen. When I see some of the guys that are uh, in, right now, uh, on that list of 25, it's like, how do you not put him in? I just, it, it's just, it, 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 I, I just have mind-boggling to me that this has gone on this long for him, who, to me, was the heart and soul of those Super Bowl defenses. And just, I think, I just think, don't get it. I think you can tell, too, that it, like, it, it affects him, too, uh, because, like, Drew Pearson, we, we finally saw the moment, yeah. right? Whenever he, he was yeah. like, I think this is the year. And we saw it, and we were we were heartbroken for him, Kevin. We had him on the show the next morning, and he was he was still wonderful, but he was heartbroken. Yeah. But with with Darren, you can tell like he's like he thinks it's a big joke whenever you bring it. Whenever we bring it up, he's like, yeah, but uh, you know who who who'd you talk to? It's you like know? how do you get excited about it? Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, and then and then when it happens, it's I guess it's exhilaration, but it's almost just a relief. Yeah, I can see uh, that. It's it's just not fair. And I don't get it what those 50 people on that, uh, you know, selection committee uh, are thinking, are considering. Um, and, yeah, it's almost like uh, I was sitting there going, okay, what am I going to write this time? Because I've wrote it eight times before. Yeah. You know? And it's just, I don't know. It, it's exhausting. Let's put it that way. If you really want to go on the aggressive, the headline could be, just do it, cowards. <laughs> and then I think you can <laughs> I like really. That. Dude, I, I like that I guess that a I lot. haven't gone that far. Yeah. I, I think yeah. I'd, wait a minute, let me write that down. Yeah. Cowards. Just really go on the offensive against word. the Hall of yeah. Fame. Now, I dare you. I, I realize altered schedule and everything. I, I'm curious because I know it said limited in Monday's practice or practice projections. Rico Dowdle, Rico Dowdle and J. Ron Curse, what are we thinking? What are we hearing about their availability for Thursday? Well, um, just taken for what Mike said yesterday, it's like he did limited work on Sunday and they expected him to do a m much more yesterday uh so i think there's a chance there and somehow rico you know 
ends up, well, I don't know, I don't know, and then he takes a 15-yard swing pass or screen pass for a touchdown or whatever, how many yards it was, right? So uh, I think the key thing to look at is um, if they uh, if they move somebody up off the practice squad um, as a running back, right, either Malik Davis or the, they keep Deuce active, then you know maybe something's up. But other than that, I'm guessing he goes. I, I, I just I just think he goes. I, I know it's a short week. Well, it's not a short week, right? It's, it's a regular a full, week. It's a yeah. full week. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you know or not, Mickey, but the Cowboys play Thursday. And it's Friday today, yep, yep. right? I learned this. I can't handle And I always do, I'm saying. pretty sure. I love it. Time. I'm off tomorrow. No, <laughs> Do you really? No. Okay, all right. If it's Saturday, <laughs> I do. Uh, Mickey, I think the most important question, I'm not sure why Kevin has bypassed this so much. Where are Jerry and Shaquille Leonard having lunch today? Uh, yeah, I would imagine here, right? Just bring it in. Just <laughs> There's a lot of in. places to have lunch here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, how his uh, physical turns out. Um, obviously, Jerry uh, mentioned that, uh, you know, and, and, and the fact that um, there is money involved and the fact that as I've looked around, there's about four other teams that have shown interest in him, including the Eagles, Denver, Steelers, and Buffalo. Uh, so yeah, you may want him, but now it's a matter of, you know, where does he want to go play? Uh, and it sounds like he's looking for a team, uh, that he can get to the Super Bowl with, uh, money may not be an option, uh, just because that's what know, I, that's what I heard Jerry kind of hint at well, this morning. The, the, the money deal wasn't the was, deal. well, since he cleared waivers, the Colts are on the books to continue paying for, uh, his guaranteed money this year. And I think I read in the Indianapolis paper that he would make a million dollars a week for the next six weeks, each, yeah. each. Yeah. Nice. So it it may not be money. Um, you know, and the amount of dead money that they had to abs- have to absorb, $27 million, it makes you scratch your head like, okay, I know it's a new staff. And I went back and looked, and I know they reduced – his snaps, like he was getting 90% of the snaps, uh, you know, in the majority of his career. And this year it was down to 64%. So I said, well, maybe he hasn't been productive. So I looked at week eight. He had 11 tackles versus New Orleans in a 38-27 loss. Week nine, he had 10 versus Carolina in a, by the way, 27-13 win. And then in week 10, he had nine more against New England in a 10-6 win. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's pretty productive, it looks like. Uh, so I think it's a, a matter of, you know, where he wants to play. Um, you know, and he it sounded like he wanted to stay there. Um, as a matter of fact, and I found this pretty uh, amusing, that he ended up, you know, I don't know where he was, but he went to the game this past Sunday uh, when they played. And they put him up on the I big saw that, board, yeah. right? And the whole wow. place starts cheering, and I'm going, I wonder whose decision was that, right, after they cut him. Uh, so, yeah, um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, the Eagles have a need uh, at linebacker. Uh, they had previously lost uh, N'Kobe Dean, and then Zach Cunningham 
uh, who whatever game I was watching previous to this one seemed to be making every tackle for him. Uh, but he got hurt with a hamstring. So, you know, they may have a big need at linebacker. So, again, um, I think you just, you know, you bring him in, you talk to him, you see what the health is. Uh, because last year he had two sur- surgeries uh, to try to repair a nerve issue in his back. And you hate to hear back and nerves, right? Yeah. Because there's a reason why the nerve's been violated. Uh, so, uh, you know, he only played three games last year. Now he's played nine this year. Uh, and, you know, the way I kind of look at it is if, you know, if the money's not an option, meaning to him, because it will be for the Cowboys, a salary cap deal. It's like, if nothing else, to have a kind of veteran-type guy as depth, even if he doesn't walk in and start the first game, uh, because they seem to have been gotten along okay at linebacker between, you know, Marquise Bell and and Micah Parsons filling in uh, for the loss of Van Der Esch and, Damone Clark certainly has stepped up, right? I think he's played awfully well. He's the team's leading tackler, so there's no loss there. But to just have depth in case something might happen down the stretch. I'm uh, sure Micah loves the idea of being freed up a little bit more here and there. Well, you know, I I watched the like the first half of this past game, and there are so many plays that when he lines up at defensive end, he gets neutralized because they double-team him, right? And, and it's like he's out of the play, or they run the other way, and he's way over on the other side, and, you know, only one guy's got to bump him, and he's, again, he, he's no factor. But when he lines up at linebacker, I, I think he's a factor every snap. Uh, hard to double-team the linebacker. Uh, and, you know, and it gives him an ability to run to the ball if he's kind of in the middle of the field, no matter if they go left or right. Uh, and the other thing I saw was there was one play, offensive lineman um, for Washington, piggybacked him. Like he broke through, and the guy just jumped on him from behind. Like he was given a piggyback right, and there was no call. And it's like, how does that happen? But I give him credit for what he said yesterday. I'm not going to be one of those guys to start flailing and, you know, acting like I'm playing basketball and fall down and, you know. But I guarantee you he he complains to the official. It's like, hey, just watch. Right. And and the amount of holding that's been going on of late. Uh, And, again, he still, after all that, what I said, he finished with one and a half sacks, right? Because that's who he is. Right? Yeah. So so anyway, you know, and and I think we forget that, you know, he he came here as a linebacker. They turned him into a pass-rushing defensive end. So It's just hard to forget that since we've seen how awesome (laughs) he is at that. But a lot of those sacks are from him blitzing in different spots, not playing a true defensive end, right? He's lining up at defensive tackle linebacker blitzing up the middle if they think the safety I mean if the center is slow um, you know different ways that they've used them to uh, create an impact um, so uh, again if, if, if you can if this guy is healthy and they think they, he's playing at a decent level just to give him a little bit more experience in case there's another 
injury. And then again, uh, if they want to use them when teams go, you know, two tight ends or three tight ends and they need to go heavy uh, against a, a running team, uh, then, you know, why not if indeed you can come to a uh, deal? And I like Jerry's answer about you don't make a move just because you're afraid the Eagles are going to sign a guy, right? you got to let them take care of their business and you got to take care of your business because even if you sign them, and, and I'm assuming, you know, he wants more than Rashawn Evans, who they put on the right. practice squad, right, first, and then moved him up the field. He wants to be on a 53. Well, if that's the case, then, number one, you either got to cut a guy or you got to find another guy to put on injured reserve. And I did see where Tyrus Wheat had a concussion. Yes. Uh, so that might, depending on... The severity, he, you know, if you need to move somebody up, uh, you know, that, that that could be an IR guy so you don't lose his rights. Now, the other thing is, is Peyton Hendershot's also getting close to returning. I think they would like to get him back and active. So since he's already started his uh, practice uh, availability, uh, that's maybe another move that they, uh, you know, are probably thinking about making maybe tomorrow. I think to, you have to do it tomorrow for Thursday. So we'll see where that one goes. But, again, you just don't go sign everybody that you see a name and then, you know, you got to cut somebody that maybe you don't want to cut, so you got to get an injury. I did see where, and I was thinking, well, everybody's going to start asking about Marcus Peters, right? The Raiders of course. Cornerback, yes. right? That's tomorrow's got, conversation. That's got, got right. Mm-hmm. Although it's not like they're they're hurting at the cornerback position. but Always take more depth. There's three, yeah, but again, then you got to cut somebody, right? Or get somebody else hey. hurt. That's the Cowboys' problem to figure not, out. Not right? yours, I'm right? Just, <laughs> I just sign people. They can figure out the rest of right. it. Right. Well, you just got to be careful signing names, you know? For sure. No, I agree with you on that. Absolutely. Thank you very much, good sir. Uh, if anything happens, let us know. Otherwise, we'll catch up with you tomorrow. Absolutely. Sounds good. There you go. Mickey Spagnola from DallasCowboys.com. Coming up next, Corey, I know you're excited for this segment. I can't wait. Most ridiculous sports headline of the day. AI writing stories for Sports Illustrated or eating a college football bowl mascot. 877-881-1053. These are both real stories. Real things. We will discuss them next right here on The Fan. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. A very odd combination of a segment here, and we've needed added brain power. So we have brought in Carter Freeman is... More ridiculous headline, AI is writing stories for Sports Illustrated or eating a college football bowl mascot. Which one would you guys like to start out with? Well, I want to start with uh, AI real quick because I think that the uh, the the college bowl mascot is probably going to take up the majority of our time. Okay. But from the standpoint of trusting sources and trusting like what you're reading and stuff what i think what sports illustrated did was abhorrent is that the right way use of that i That's mean it. if that is what you think i think yes. it's i think it's awful and, and i don't like that kind of thing at all mike they basically said hey we are generating stories with ai and that's fine like that's okay but then they went and created faces from AI of the writers 
So they created fake writers, and the stories were all AI generated. Isn't it like a marketplace of fake faces you can buy? That, that they, is like, swap true. Some of these out of now, Sports Illustrated is attempting to dispute this report because I don't know, Hugh Man or whatever wrote a story. <laughs> yes, I am Hugh Man. And so they're disputing that, and they're like, no, 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 we get a third-party company who writes some of these articles, and they use a lot of pseudonyms, so people specifically don't know who they are. And I was like, oh, okay, so your counter to we're not using AI-generated stories is we've hired an outside firm that uses a whole bunch of fake names to write these stories. Yeah. I don't know if that's the best retort to that issue yeah all and, these fake things are still fake and sports illustrated and this report all comes from futurism and you showed this to me i believe yesterday yes and it was really fascinating is well the sports illustrated union i have to admit i did not know that that was a thing is they are very frustrated and they said we demand answers and transparency from arena group management about what exactly has been published under the si name we demand the company commit to adhering to basic journalistic standards, including not publishing computer-written stories by fake people. Now, that part right there, that feels like a reasonable request. Oh, what would you like? You want to raise more vacation or whatever? Also, no more fake stories written by fake people. Okay, yeah, that that's exactly reasonable. what I demand. I demand no more fake stories. Now, my next question for this is, and I this might hurt some people's feelings, how much does this undermine the credibility of Sports Illustrated? And then how long has it been since Sports Illustrated's been relevant? I, the only reason I want to get a Sports Illustrated recently is I want to get the one with the cover of Corey Seager on it. Okay. I think it's just a commemorative one. I don't think it's the weekly. Do they still make weekly Sports Illustrated? I don't even know if they do or not. I don't think so. But then I can have the Corey Seager Sports Illustrated next to the Dirk Nowitzki Championship Sports Illustrated. Now, Dirk was on the cover of, like, the weekly one yeah. when they won the championship. But I don't know. I haven't read Sports Illustrated. I honestly, maybe I should. I don't even go to their website. Do yeah, they, no, their website sucks, too. Is, maybe I'm missing good stuff. I just forget. I, just, I always I, forget to go to Sports Illustrated. I do, too. I feel like it's probably been 15, 20 years since they've really mattered. Clicking on links on their website always send me to, like, it just takes forever to load. And I'm like, yeah. nah, I don't have this much time to look through something like that. And Carter Freeman has brought in a Sports Illustrated. And there was a time, Kevin. But, again, I don't want the AI version of it because I don't want. Sure. I do want writers to have jobs. I do want real sure. writers out there. And that's why, Kevin, I take so much offense to this, probably way too much. But coming from the background that we come yeah. from, you and I working at the newspaper, that's where Kevin and I met, was at a newspaper, uh, yes. and and we we took pride in our work. And you know what? Our audience that was reading, they took pride in the work we did too because if there was a comma missing, they let us know. And, and, and it felt like you were all, always getting squeezed out. Yeah. Is, by, the, by the man. Am I supposed to know who Mike Pinson is? Is it Theo's? It's my grandpa. Oh, okay. Because I was like, I, w I went down to see my grandparents for Thanksgiving this year, and my grandpa was like, "Hey, you want the most recent Sports Illustrated, which you can see on the fan cam right now?" I think that's the audiences of people that have been yeah. getting it forever. Like sense. when I read the newspaper, yeah, it's the same basic concept. The one guy I would always go to from Sports Illustrated was Ross Dellinger. He's a huge college football insider. He doesn't work there anymore. So, like, they're all their people that most people know or have followed for a long time don't work there anymore. Remember being replaced by computers, apparently. Now, the other part of this equation is for the Pop-Tart Bowl, 
The edible mascot is, this is an actual release that was put out. The Pop-Tarts Bowl will have the first ever edible mascot. Per the bowl, when the final whistle blows, the winning team will celebrate by taking a bite of the giant pastry mascot. Now, I know you might think, is this an AI-generated statement? No, there's an actual bit of content put out by the Pop-Tart Bowl. Wow. And so when they're done with the game, you can just t- you can eat the whole thing? That sounds amazing. You want to eat the whole thing? I don't think so because there's probably s- is somebody in a suit, is there? Or is there just Are you saying they're giant- naked under that suit and whenever the everybody, the whole team eats the Pop-Tart and now the naked person's just standing there? No. Their hands over I their privates? I would be concerned that you ate a person. Oh, yeah. Don't um, eat the person. So, yeah. yeah, you don't want to, like, eat the Oklahoma State Cowboys. That would be cannibalism. Yeah. True. Yeah, you don't want to do that. I'm against that. I am looking, Kevin, at the list of bowl games, Carter. And Carter is our college football expert, by the way. Loves bowls. Famous Idaho Potato Bowl. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's an edible bowl. Like, the Idaho Potato Bowl, you should be able to eat. You have to eat. You have to cook it, though. You know that they the winning coach gets a, instead of a Gatorade bath, he gets a French fry bath after he wins that game. I am in on that. I am in on a French fry bag. I think even the other, the losing coach gets a sack of potatoes. <laughs> he just has to get like thrown on him. Oh my gosh. By the fans. Because you, you think, lost. I do think that would make some of these bowl games more interesting if they like, like I didn't give a crap about the mayonnaise bowl, but. Oh, well, I, loser I, has to eat yeah, a bowl of mayonnaise. But I would definitely stop down when they dump the mayonnaise over the coach's head. And yeah. I, I wanted to see. How that. much would you cheat? And I mean, really cheat. Oh like gosh. lose your job yeah. cheat. If they said, if you lose this game, you have to eat a bowl of mayonnaise. No. I, Failure is not an option. I'd do it. I like mayonnaise. Is I mean, it would Hellman's be gross. There- it would be gross. I don't think I want to eat mayonnaise mm. by itself. I don't mind mayonnaise on a ham and cheese sandwich or mm. stuff like that. That's solid. But yeah. just eating a spoonful of mayonnaise doesn't sound appetizing. Well, they always find people in the stands at that bowl game that are sitting there with a bowl of mayonnaise just scooping the it out. The interesting thing is, is you can go find that. You're disgusted by this. Yes. So you know what mayonnaise tastes like. Yes. I feel like a lot of things you're disgusted by, you don't even know what they taste like. Am I wrong about that? Because mayo is like oil and egg. No, that's you, the main thing. I, I actually feel like this, I take one bite and I'm like. When I'm you done. quit our show last Friday, yeah. we actually did a thing on Miracle Whip. And the reason they can't call it mayonnaise and they have to call it a, a dressing is because it doesn't have enough uh, oil in it. Somebody did text in the Cheez-It Bowl. That has been replaced by the Pop-Tart Bowl. So this is where I have a big problem because Cheez-Its are better than Pop-Tarts. And I want to bring this up because Whoa. it's been a full year since we have seen the mascot of the Cheez-It Bowl. That is Prince <laughs> Chedward, everybody. Why is his head circular? That's a ridiculous wheel. That's like a cheese wheel, I guess. Uh-huh. Prince Chedward is his name. We have not seen like his him. head should be a Cheez-It. We haven't seen him since the last... That's amazing. Uh, cheese it bowl. <laughs> and I want to know where he is. We need to find him. The peach bowl and the orange bowl, That's both fruits are good for you. All right? Like, if you're going to eat something, fruit is fine, uh, unless you're on certain diet restrictions. Uh, rose bowl, don't do that. Unless, I guess, you can't eat a rose, right? The I mean, you sh- can like eat a petal. Yeah, people eat rose petals. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you yeah. want to eat the stem. The sugar bowl, I mean, Ooh, come on, guys. Sweet, full of sugar. sweet down sugar. All the time. I did find a top 50 list. Actually, it's a top 100 list of all the most edible mascots in college football, though. Would y'all like me to go through all 100 or just top 10? That's what Bobby Belt does. Number 10, (laughs) the Colorado State Ram. 
Ram is delicious. Really? Yeah, co- according to uh, lamb. Are you saying lamb? Ram? Ram. ram. ram it. Is uh, ram a lamb? There is a delicious ram getty. Oh just a lamb with horns? <sighs> like ram, ram lamb, spaghetti out there. Uh, number nine. Ding the, dongs are good. The Minnesota Golden Gopher. This is actually what Prince calls meatless lasagna, but you try telling Prince otherwise, right? That's a good point. Because Prince he's dead. is he's dead. dead. Yeah. Witness, so, yeah. He's from Minnesota. Number eight. Arkansas Razorback. I've never eaten Razorback before. You've eaten plenty of pigs. I've eaten pig. Yeah. I had some ham this weekend. Bacon. Pork ribs. Mm-hmm. Plenty of other things. Number seven, the Pulled Akron pork. Zip. What is a zip? A you, zipper? I'm not eating a zipper. I'm not eating a zipper either. No, Y'all figure was, out what a zip is. Isn't that what the seven dwarfs Their physical sang that song like about? <laughs> zippity doo no. That is a different <laughs> song yeah, different from movie. a different movie. My, oh, my, what, what a, a wonderful day. day. Number six, and it's tied the USF bull and the buffalo bull. Uh, same things. They're both bulls. I'm not crazy about buffalo. It's too lean for me. Okay. I need fat. All right. Well, it's a bull, not buffalo. Oh. The buffalo bulls. Uh, Buffalo Bills. Or Buffalo Bisons. I played for the Bisons. Number five, the Florida Gator. Ooh, I've, I've had, had Gator. Gator sauce. You never had Gator? Yeah, Gator's good, man. I had some Gator sausage in New Orleans, and it was fantastic. Oh, Number four, it. Oregon Duck. I need, I need to try duck. I've never had duck breast. Duck's pretty good. Okay. All right. Number three. Oregon Texas State. Longhorn. I, to- oh, I, I, I didn't I know this. That's what I Oregon said. Yeah. Oh, I've never had beaver before. I, that, that was, they have the tail. What do you eat? Is it the tail, <laughs> or is it? Like, is there, is there their body parts good? Texas Longhorn was number three, ladies and gentlemen. Number two, the Virginia Tech Hokey. What's a hokey? It's like a big old turkey. A turkey. A big old turkey. We just yep. you just ate it some. is. Yeah, mm-hmm. a hokey is turkey. I don't think I've ever had said somebody's like, hey, we're gonna have hokey for Thanksgiving. I think I'm gonna try a beer can turkey next year. And last but not least, Mike. Colorado sure. Buffalo. Lean, flavorful. Buffalo is truly one of nature's most delicious animals. So there you go. Those are the most de- the, the most edible. Well, Corey, you should have known this was going to happen. Many people are weighing in and saying a zip <laughs> is another term for an ounce of weed. Oh, okay. So I uh, should have known. You know Akron. There's Is that an Akron thing? I've been in Akron. It's, have, not the, it's not the best town. Do they have a lot of weed there, you think? Probably. I think everybody has a lot of weed at this point. Well, Corey's told me nobody. What place doesn't have a lot of weed? Smokes weed. Our lo- so. our tolos are not weed smokers. Yeah. I don't know Ohio's weed legalization. Mm-hmm. Man, but- I'm marking this entire segment right now. Yeah. By the way. Come on. Uh, from the two one four, beaver meat is supposed to be delicious, and beaver tail was a survival staple for frontiersmen. You need the fat to survive. The tail? So, yeah, the tail. That just seems like. It almost seems like. I know I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. It just seems like a big piece of wood that whacks things. <laughs> what? The beaver tail, like it's just whacking the wood to oh, like make sure the dam talking. stays there, right? I've never understood what a beaver tail uses. Like a fatty, it doesn't seem like a soft thing. Does it? Is it used to swim? Like it does build it for, dams. Like does it for, yeah, right? I, don't they use their hands? Their it just little seems beef like, hands? It seems like beef jerky almost. I don't know what to say after that. Well, we got to go to break, Kevin. So. I'm yeah, you're South supposed Carolina to tease. wasn't on that list. Tease me. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105 through the pan. Coming up next, it's time for gridiron gravy in the AFC.
Would you take the Chiefs or the field? We'll talk about it next right here on The Fan. It's Pacheco. He gets it off to James. The flea flicker Mahomes. Got him. Kelsey to the eight. Oh, that was a beautiful play. Palomar brings him down. 23-yard reception. Pinpoint throw Mahomes. First and goal, Chiefs. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan right now. Let's say we go around the entire NFL and dip into some gridiron gravy. Dip. He did it. And we start with, you know what? Let's start with those very same Kansas City Chiefs. I tell you, because there's a lot of competition going on for the number one seed in the AFC, but I think a lot of people just fall back to the de facto of, well, the Mahomes and the Chiefs will figure out a way to get it done. I tell you, you get the Chiefs to come out of the AFC or the field. Who are you taking? Chiefs. Really? I, they, dude, they just they have the <laughs> it quality. Now, if they're tired... And just they're not focused. That's a different story. And it kind of does look like they've had this malaise about them this year, right? They've yes. had just kind Good of use a, of that word. Uh, and, but when Mahomes decides it's time, he's the difference. He's the factor. He gets those guys motivated. Mike's right. Whenever he says they have the worst receivers in the world, aside from Travis Kelsey, they don't have a mismatch when it comes to what are the, what are, what are they taking away from me and what can I gain. So they got to find that somehow. But what's crazy about that, Kevin, is that's Andy Reid's kind of been like that his entire career. Yeah. Go back to the Eagles, and I know they had some guys here and there, and T.O. was a big factor. But for the most part, he always just would throw weird names at you that you're like, who is this guy? And they're grabbing footballs. But right now, these guys have, have to get on the same page. But I still take, I still take Patrick Mahomes out of uh, amongst the field. Now, I just wanted to throw this out there. Nick Sirianni used to work under Frank Reich. And now he said he hasn't had the opportunity to think about adding Reich to the Eagles staff just quite yet. Because I know a lot of people thought that could be a potential pivot move after he got fired from Carolina. Why would you do that? Like, I have no clue what Frank Reich could do for the Eagles. Yeah. Because he, is, he lacks creativity. From what I've been watching with the last two stints with Indianapolis... And now Carolina, he just lacks creativity. And the Eagles are a very creative team. They're very adaptable to a lot of things. I'm not trying to go nuts about the Eagles, but they're really good right now. And they prepare for a lot of things. Kevin, we've been talking about their attention to detail when it comes to, A, the tush push, which everybody call it's still the wrong call. But then on top of it, the Jalen Carter moment where right. he's, trying to, he's trying to get an edge on little things. Yeah, man, I just don't know why I would want to add him anyway. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. All right, let's go from that to cut number three. Let's hear cut number three, because if you miss Monday Night Football, honestly, that's fine. Patrick Scales is the snapper, as we have a Viking running onto the field late. That's Andre Carter. That's always super comfortable. Trenton Gill holds. Cairo Santos from 30, right half. Snap spot. Santos's kick is up and... He made it with 10 seconds to go in the game. The Chicago Bears have a 12-10 lead. Now, this was a notable win for a variety of reasons, very little of which have to do with the actual game itself. The Bears are the first team since the merger 
1970 to win on the game, to win on the road, despite two fumbles, being penalized for 75 yards or more, and having zero touchdowns. Which, that does sound like a game you're going to lose. You're on the road, you lost two fumbles, you were penalized more than 75 yards, and you scored zero touchdowns. Previous teams in that instance had been 0-46. But look at the Chicago Bears go. Scorigami! No, not Scorigami, unfortunately. I'm going to tell you, Corey, before you say what you got to say, I decided how much I like football. I watched two minutes of this game. Okay. said, that's enough. My question was, how happy were you that that game was over? And Mikey answered that perfectly. Yes. Uh, I felt the same way. I I watched a few minutes and was just like, I don't know if I can do this Five minutes to go till half. It's bad football. Watched two minutes and said, not doing it. Yeah. Don't need to. And it's in. Don't love football that much. As exciting as Josh Dobbs has been at times, there's a lot missing. And Justin Fields has been exciting, but there's a lot missing. For Dobbs, they've already said, hey, who's going to be your starter after the bye? And they're like, yeah, we'll figure that out. It's So it might not be him anymore. It's a bad situation he got put in being traded from one crappy team to a team that need like they're, they had a pretty decent quarterback. That's why they don't make Dobbs jerseys. The two minutes I watched is the reason, Joshua, love you. That's the reason they don't make your jersey. Yeah, it was yeah. tough, man. It it was one of those moments where I just wanted I wanted the NFL to go, man. We we got to demand more practice because because our play is so bad. Now there's potential for upswing for the Vikings. Is obviously Justin Jefferson did not play last night, but it's looking likely that he'll return after their bye. So we could see him in a couple of weeks. This game was also notable because they were going for an NFL record. Is you know how people like to bet the favorites. Like, if you go to Vegas, people like to bet the over, and they like to bet the favorites. Is this past weekend tied for the most ever favorites covering the spread? Yes. At 12, last night would have been the opportunity to push it over the edge. But the Vikings were favored, and of course, not only did they not cover the spread, they did not win the game. So the record remains this past weekend, and then week 12 of 2017 that's the most favorites covering the spread in the Super Bowl era, but they did not set the record outright. I'm going to ask you a football question during football nuggets. Okay. Do you think the seven seed in the NFC will have a nine win season, or do you think there's a chance that the seven seed will be eight and nine? I think it's the second one. That's sad, isn't it? Yes. That you're you you opened up wild cards because you're like, man, it's just unfair. We're just not getting all the teams in that need to be in the playoffs. And there's a good chance in the second year, this is the second year of seven teams, maybe third. Yeah. Is that you're going to have a wild card team at eight and nine. Yeah, I mean, Minnesota needs Justin Jefferson to come back and be back on fire, and maybe they get there. But I can't rule it out as a possibility. There might be, Mike, you might have a wild card team with a better record than the NFC South. Like again, that's a good point. that was last year, that's right? A good the point. same thing that happened last year. The NFC, NFC or AFC South was that miserable. The I think the I think the AFC stands a better chance to have more than nine wins or nine wins or more. I agree. Whereas the NFC has it's kind of just a bunch of right there in the middle of things. Like you need the you need the Seahawks to be a team, the Vikings to be a team, and then the AFC the NFC South to figure it out. And yes, from the two two four, I agree. You should have been watching Monday Night Raw instead of that crappy football game. You got to see Randy Orton and CM Punk talk for the first time since coming back. Agree. Dang it! Why don't you tell me? Because you're too busy watching World Class, and I don't want to take you away from that. I watched Andre the Giant at the Sportatorium tag team partner. 
Iceman King Parsons is fun. He's alive. I had trouble finding social media for him that was active. Like Iceman he, King Parsons. Yeah, Andre the Giant's yeah, dead. Yeah, Andre the Giant is dead. Is he had multiple social media accounts, but it looked like they hadn't really been used a lot in like three or four years. So we will we will quest to get Iceman King Parsons on the show, especially leading into the Iron Claw. Can I request this a drop of Kevin saying he's alive? Because I just feel like <laughs> that can be used in so many forms. That's fair. Down the road. That is very fair. Now, I wanted to throw this out there is you go back to the Steelers and the Bengals game. This is the first time that the Steelers have outgained their opponents in a game this year. Right after they fired their offensive coordinator, they gained 421 yards. Also, the first time in some time they'd gained more than 400 yards. You got to feel pretty crappy if you're that offensive coordinator. They got fired, right? And then they're like, here's lots of yards. Well, uh, they had yards, right? But didn't they barely score any points? I mean, they only won sixteen to ten, and and yeah. the yards were tight end yards too. I, I will say, Najee true. Harris had almost a hundred his for his a uh, hundred yard game there. But tight end passing yards were a big factor there. You still struggled to get the ball to Pickens and Deontay Johnson, but Deontay Johnson at this point, did y'all see the play where he just took off and it was a fumble, and Cincinnati just, picks it up yeah. and he just was standing there. There was zero effort, like there was zero effort on the play at all. And I understand you're frustrated and everything, but is that what you're going to do to your teammates on the field? That's that's where Mike Tomlin's been very good at even keeping chaotic locker rooms together. And this one, I don't know if I don't know if he can. And Jamar Chase made a catch with a mouth guard. Wait, I think he can. Didn't he have Le'Veon Bell and uh, Brown on the same team? Yeah, and he lost those guys, and maybe he he loses Deontay Johnson here at some point. But I just. There are two. George Pickens is a very outspoken dude. He's got a he's got a couple of different people in there that I think are Jerry Porter Jr. is outspoken, but he's a rookie, so he's not going to say anything yet. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan. Coming up next, the way too late 2023 MLB fan survey. Who's the best? What's going right? And what is baseball still getting wrong? Let's talk about all of that next right here on 105 through the fan.